The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. I'm hoping that you've memorized that by now from Romans 14 verse 17 as we've been doing our series on the kingdom. Our first point we established was that having been born again, our address is in the Holy Ghost, which embodies the kingdom of God. And secondly, we've been talking about how we rest in the kingdom. And using our prop here, we've got the tea bag and we've got the water, which represents who we are in Christ as the tea bag and the water, the Holy Spirit. And that diffusion through the water is doing the work. The Holy Spirit does the work in and through us and allows us to manifest who we are in Christ. And so today I really want to embed that as I show us what the Word actually says about resting in God. But before we do that, I want us to watch a short clip from the movie Ghost, in which we have the character of Adam A. Brown, played by Whoopi Goldberg, Sam, played by Patrick Swayze, and Molly, played by Demi Moore. And in the movie, Molly uh, is in imminent danger. Her boyfriend is dead, but has come back as a ghost, and is trying to communicate a message to her through Adam A. Brown, who can see and communicate with the dead. And as you watch it, I want you to see uh, how much Adam A. Brown, which actually represents us, um, is saying something about you and me. And Patrick Swage's character, Sam, represents the Holy Ghost. And I want you to draw from this and see whether there are any similarities to you and I. Watch the clip and I'll join you again in a moment. God damn it. Don't you goddamn it me. Don't you take the Lord's name in vain with me. You understand? I don't take Would that. You relax. Man. No, you relax. You're the dead guy. You want me to help you? You better apologize. Because oh, I don't Jesus take that from Christ. me. That's it. I'm leaving. I, I'm leaving. Nobody talks to me like that. You understand me? Now you better apologize. I'm sorry. I apologize. Okay? Now would you sit down? Please? He's apologized. I need you to tell Molly what I'm saying, but you have to tell her word for word, all right? Word for word. Yes. He wants me to tell you what he's saying word for word. Molly, you're in danger. Now, you can't just blurt it out like that and quit moving around, will you? Because you're starting to make me dizzy. I'll just tell her in my own way. Molly, you in danger, girl. What are you talking about? I know the man who killed me. He knows the man who killed him. His name is Willie Lopez, and I know where he lives. His name is Willie Lopez. He's Puerto Rican. He knows where he lives. Write it down. He wants you to write it down. You write it down. Welcome back. Now, did you see any similarities between you and uh, Adam May's character? Notice how Sam, Patrick Swayze's character, was asking her to repeat what he has said verbatim. Of course, what does Adam A do? She argues with him. She decides she wants to do it in her own way. Does that sound like you and your relationship with God? That is often the struggle we undertake because 
we find it hard just to rest in what he is asking of us. And what I love about the word of God is in fact is that Jesus is not asking us to do anything that he has not done himself. If we look at John 5 verse 19, this is what Jesus says. He says, very truly I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his father do, because whatever the father does, the son also does. John 12, 49, for I did not speak on my own, but the father who sent me commanded me to say all that I have spoken. So he is not asking us to do anything he has not already modeled. And he's the perfect example of that. So you have no excuse. He is Jesus, the son of God, and has called us to be like him, but he's made provision for it. And so what I know is that he's encouraging us to do our utmost to enter into this rest. Hebrews 4 verse 11 actually says, let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest. When you analyze the words, it's literally saying strive to exert much effort or energy to enter into his rest. It's counterintuitive because he's asking us to work, to rest, work hard to rest. Now imagine you turn up at work tomorrow and your boss literally says to you, I want you to do everything within your power to rest. That's what I'm asking you to do. Well, one of the things that might jump into your mind is who's going to do the work? Now, you see, that's the difference between your boss and what Jesus is saying, because your boss is not going to do the job. But Jesus is inviting us to enter into rest because he is going to do the work in and through us. We're seeing that within this analogy that the Holy Spirit is what does the work in and through us. And he literally says in Matthew 11, 28, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. It is a gift, a promise to you that he will give you rest. I'll give you a little story, actually. When I was not long married, um, I'd fallen really ill, and Dorothy had decided to go out to the shop and asked me to stay in bed. Now, I'm not a very good patient. I always like to try and get up and do something. And she made me promise that I was going to stay in bed. So, of course, she leaves, and as she's left, it's not too long after that that I get up and I walked towards the bedroom door, tried the handle, and of course she's locked me in. Now, what's interesting about that, of course, I'm totally bemused by it, I've gone back to bed. Now, I can either tell her, or I can keep it a secret. Now, the only way I'm going to know that the door is always locked was because I broke my promise. Now, 
you and I know that in the marriage, secrets aren't good unless they are surprises um, with presents or something like that. And so I told her, and of course she knew, she knew me. Do you know God is like that? He knows you. He knows that, you know, he's asked you to rest and you're going to struggle with it. So he understands, but he still expects and trusts that you're going to get it. And that's what I'm here to encourage us to do. We've got to get this principle right. Otherwise, we are going to spend our lives worrying and striving and making all this effort. When Jesus is saying, I've already done the work. Rest. Learn how to trust me. And he lets us know. In fact, he says, you know, um, anyone who loves me and he's telling us he's done the work he says anyone who loves me will obey my teaching my father will love them and will come to them and make our home in them so in other words he's saying i'm gonna make my home in you so that you know that i'm present i'm resident with you i'm here to do the work in fact it tells us in the message version, it says, we'll move right into your neighborhood. He's not asking you to do this by yourself. He's saying, I'm going to move in and do the work in you. In fact, Paul puts it like this, and it's beautifully written here in Galatians 2 and verse 20. He says, you know, I've been crucified with Christ. That is, and this is the Amplified, in him I have shared his crucifixion. In other words, I'm dead. You're dead. And then he raises us again. He says, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith, by adhering to, relying on, and completely trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He paid this price and said, look, I'm going to put you to sleep. So lie down, be still. You're dead. And I'm going to raise you up in life where I'm going to live in you. And if you watch that movie you will see actually it goes on to show how Patrick Swayze as a ghost is allowed to possess Whoopi's body in order to communicate himself through her to Molly that's exactly what Christ is saying to us that we need to just yield rest let him fill us let him possess who we are and work out his salvation in us. He's so adamant that he says, I will give you rest. Again, Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. That is an amazing declaration. It is a gift that he's given to you. Now, it doesn't mean that you're not going to go through challenges, but he's going to go through it with you. It is like for those of you who've ever been in the gym where you're lifting a heavy weight, you've got a spotter, somebody that's going to help you hold and carry that. You're not alone. 
And I want to encourage you today that the devil has your mind racing. He has your body troubled, often carrying trauma and stress. But God is saying, put it down. You should not be alive to that, but be alive to me, for I will give you rest. And in resting, he then manifests himself through you so you can dwell in peace and all the things that he has will permeate through your life. Just like the water and the tea bag, as it permeates through the bag, they become one as the Holy Spirit, like the water, does the work. He tells us how to do this in his word, Proverbs 3 and verse 5 to 6. This is what it says. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will direct. He will make your path straight. Trust in him. Don't rely on your own strength because it will fail you. But he's way stronger than all of us because he tells us that all power belongs to him. And he's making that available to you and I. Rest. It's time to rest in him. Put that problem down. Give it back to Jesus. He paid a price for it. In fact, he declared that he was coming to take it from you. Give it back. It's not your problem. It's him saying, let me deal with it. Let me take care of it. It's like being on an operating table. You're not supposed to be moving around and telling the surgeon what to do. You're supposed to be sedated submitted to the process and let the work take place and you come out of it totally rectified, totally uh, made whole according to whatever the process or procedure is. They do the work, not you. This is what God is saying, let me do the work. You've got to lie down. Lay down and let him work out his work of salvation in and through you. The onus is on him and his word to fulfill what he has promised. Are you one of those people that, you know, you are cooking and reading the recipe and instead of following the recipe verbatim, you embellish or you add or take away and still expect it to turn out as they've said? It doesn't work like that. The onus is on the individual who wrote that recipe. They've taken that on and saying, if you follow these guidelines, if you follow this, you will end up with a particular and desired result. That's what God is saying. The onus is on him. And we've got to let his word do the work in us through the Holy Spirit. It's interesting when we look in 2 Kings, we see a clear example of this with Naaman, who was a commander of the king's army. And what Naaman uh, encountered was he was riddled with leprosy and a servant girl who worked in the house told him, actually, there is a prophet 
who can give you healing. He goes to the prophet, telling the story short. Prophet tells him, go to the Jordan River, dip seven times and you'll come up whole. Now, all he had to do was obey the word. What does he do? There's no way I'm stepping into that dirty, mucky river. That's not for me. Don't you know who I am? And often we're like that. We're like, Jesus, I'm a Christian. Get me out of here. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. And he's saying, no, just be obedient to what I've asked you to do. And I will take on the burden. I will take on the challenge. Let me do it my way because my way is better than yours. And Naaman had to be reprimanded by the damsel or the, the, the servant saying, look, you know, if it was something amazing, something, some great feat, wouldn't you have done it? And he swallowed his pride and went and dipped in the Jordan River, mucky and dirty as it was, seven times and came up clean and whole. Do you know, Jesus himself comes along and it establishes this as his principle that whatever he declares he's saying if we are obedient he will fulfill his word matthew 6 tells us that we are to trust and to seek him but but what's interesting is that jesus in the middle of a wedding of the cana of galilee is in a situation where they run out of wine. And in this first miracle, it's family, there's looming embarrassment, and he turns around to see his mother saying, look, we can't allow this to happen. And his mother says to him, you know, you've got to do something. Jesus looks at her and says, my time is not yet. What is this to do with me? She turns to the servants and says, whatsoever he asks you to do, just do it. And of course, he asked them to take six very large water pots, fill them up with water, and then begin pouring them out. Now, they didn't turn around and say, look, you know, do we have to put something else in? You know, what, what, you know, they simply just obeyed what he said. The onus was on him and his word. They did exactly what he said. And when the story tells us that they had the best wine right at the end of that wedding. Why? Because he established this law, this principle, that his word will take care of what he has declared it for. That the onus is on him, that is, he has given you a word that you can stand on it and take it all the way to the bank. Because his word will not return to him void. We have to learn to rest in him because he promises that he will be our burden bearer and that the onus is on him and not us. Follow the recipe. Do exactly what he's asked you to do if you want that result to come to pass. We do this by meditating on his word. We do this by listening and, 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 and allowing him to work out his process in us. And I want to encourage you today that you need to rest in him. 
You need to allow him to do the work in you and trust that he who has began this good work will make all things work for your good. Seek his kingdom first, Matthew 6.33, and all other things he says he will make work for you. I'm encouraging you today, stop working so hard, stop stressing yourself so much and submit your life to Christ. Rest in him and watch how he will allow all that the kingdom has to offer begin to manifest. And when he does it, he does it well. And he does it so well that it strengthens and it takes you to another level of maturity as a kingdom citizen. There are so many benefits in the kingdom if we just learn to be obedient to him and rest, rest, rest in him. Put that problem down today. Give it back to Jesus and let him deal with it. Let him still the waters of worry and concern and by faith let him work out in you. Maybe you don't actually know Jesus, but if you can believe that he's the son of God with your heart and confess with your mouth him as saviour and your sins, he will forgive you and he's faithful to do it so that you can become a citizen of the kingdom. I want you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Lord, thank you, Jesus, as the Son of God, for dying on the cross for my sins. I repent of my sins as I confess them to you right now. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and Saviour. I surrender my life to you. If you've prayed that prayer, it is literally the equivalent of inviting somebody into your house. And the kingdom of God with his fullness has come into your heart today. Maybe click the link that says you've offered your life and given your life to Christ or reach out to somebody that you may know. Go on our website and register your details so that we can then connect with you. Over the next few weeks, we're going to be establishing a discipleship program for those of you um, who are new, join with us. And for those of you as a church, you can join in too, as we all understand what it means to be a disciple and to disciple others. I want to encourage you, home church, that we are going to make this our default setting, that where Jesus says his yoke is easy and his burden is light. That's how we're going to learn to live, as we trust him, as we rest in him, and we allow him to do the work in us, because he's faithful and just to fulfill everything that he has established for us. I want to encourage you, all of us here at Home Church, to make that our default setting be resting in Christ. His yoke is easy and his burdens are light. May we live in obedience to what he has asked of us and let him work out his salvation in us.